0: Shalom, and thank you for listening to sermons from Tikvot Israel, a Messianic synagogue in the heart of Richmond, Virginia. Listening to the podcast is great, but we would love to meet you in person. All are welcome, and that includes you. So if you want the full experience, please join us Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for our worship service at the corner of Arthur Ashe Boulevard and Grove, in the historic synagogue across from the art museum. Can't make it in person? No problem. We are also live streaming on YouTube. Contact our administrator at tichvatdirector at gmail.com for the link during the week, or contact us on our website, tichvatisrael.com. There, you can also support the ministry, learn more about Messianic Judaism, and find helpful resources. May Hashem bless you through the hearing of His I came to faith in Yeshua in college, and part of that story is that I was in a gospel choir, but basically because I I liked the music. I was just in there, you know, it was a class. There were three categories of folks in this class. One category was in it just because it was an easy A. That was not me. One category was in it because they liked the music, you know, they enjoyed it, and that was me. I was in that second category. And then there was a third category that not only liked the music and enjoyed uh gospel music, but they saw it as worship. And I didn't know what worship was, but I saw on their faces that they were singing to someone, and they were singing the same songs that I was singing, right? But I was just doing it for fun, but I saw their faces were full of love and devotion and joy, and I took note of that. And I think the Lord had me take note of that. And often I felt a nudge in my insides to go and talk to these folks that I saw were enjoying the class as worship. Also, the professor of the class was a pastor and he would end every class by praying for us in the name of Jesus and this was a secular university right i don't know if he got permission to do this i don't think he did but he just he just loved us you know and 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 prayed for us i would also notice that and i would notice how there was a light in his face as well and there was one time i was singing a song this is how it went <clears throat> it goes uh he's king of kings and lord of lords and i was just you know bopping along you know this uh young jewish college kid and all of a sudden i had this sense of like wait a second what i'm singing is true <laughs> what i'm he is king of kings and also i had a sense that oh, like wait i'm singing to someone too It's not just those folks with their, their faces full of joy. I'm, I'm also doing that. And I didn't know what to do with that information, but I was, (laughs) I was uh, very struck by it. And I, I kept it, kept it in my, in my heart. And uh, as the Lord was drawing me eventually, of course, he drew me to himself through Yeshua. And I accepted the Lord. I became one of those folks in that gospel choir that used it as an opportunity to worship. And then I fully understood. And this is what I want to look at today. I want to look at the idea of worship. In Hebrew, the word for worship, does anyone know what it is offhand? Avodah, Avodah. let's take a look at that on the screen, yes. Scott, you get a Torah point. There we have Avodah. Do we have any Hebrew letter -er knowers here? That was a terrible way to ask that. (laughs) Can anybody read this? What do you think it says? Avodah, very good, alright You get another Torah point Torah point for you, Torah point for you Okay, so this is what the word Avodah Looks like You have Ein, Vet, Vav, Dalet, hey, Okay And Avodah is a very full word It has a lot of meaning It doesn't just mean worship It means work, labor, employment Occupation, profession, creative work Service, worship Prayer and ministry. That's quite a quite a big word in, in just a few letters, right? Avodah is derived from the verb avad, which means work, serve, perform, and worship. There's a related word. I don't know if you know this, but there, every, every Hebrew word has a three-letter root. And there's always related words to that word. So there's a related word, eved, which is a noun, which means servant. Or even sometimes is translated as slave. The servant of the Lord, the Eved of the Lord, or sometimes even just Abdi, my servant, is spoken of throughout the scriptures, but especially if you notice in the second half of Isaiah, my servant will not bend a reed, and he will suffer for others. That's talking about the servant of the Lord, which of course we know in Isaiah 53 that's about Messiah Yeshua, but in many ways. The servant is also us. We are his servants because God is our, what? Our king. Here are some other examples of Avodah. This is from Dr. Rachel Zohar Dulin, professor of biblical literature at Spurtis College. Quote, in post-biblical Hebrew, Avodah also meant cultivate, as well as the names of portions of the liturgy. Hmm, liturgy, interesting. In modern Hebrew, avodah received added meanings such as life's work, creative enterprise, and a project. Avodah is at the center of many Hebrew phrases. Avodat adama means cultivation of the soil. Everyone do some avodat adama. Woo. Get your shovel. There we go. Avodat yad means handmade. Avodat kapaim means manual labor. Kapaim is, is like the palm. Avodat nemalim means the work of ants. That implies industrious labor. Avodat perech means hard labor. Avodat kodesh, what do you think avodat kodesh is? Holy avodat would be worship. And avodat zara, zara means foreign or strange. So that is idolatry, is avodat zara. I'm going to unquote her now. The Greek equivalent word, latergeo, means this, to act in the public service, render service, minister, and then the widest sense of special public religious service, but also the service of priests and Levites. Ah. And there is an English word that comes from latergeo, which also relates to abodah. What English word do you think that is? Latergeo is? Anybody? liturgy. Okay, we were looking for liturgy. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, I felt like uh, Alex Trebek there for a second. This year, 5784, our theme for Tikvot Israel is Avodah, service of the heart. But first, let's look at some of the past themes that we have had because we're continuing to do all these things in our synagogue with a renewed focus this year on worship, prayer, service, and work. So that way we can see where we've been and we can see where we're going. Does that sound good? All right, here are some of our past themes. 57.81, we did relational gospeling. How many of you remember that? All right. Then we did 57.82, relational shalom. 57.83, gardening our strengths. That was last year. And this year we're doing avodah, service of the heart. So what is relational gospeling? Well, that meant three years ago, uh, we were focusing on sharing our faith in Yeshua relationally. Now, you can leave it up there for a while. Sharing our faith in Yeshua, ready to share the gospel with words and with actions of love. This is still a relevant theme as it relates strongly to our values, help and outreach. And as we will see later, it relates even to Avodah. Here was our verse of the year. You say with me, if you remember, instead, sanctify Messiah as Lord in your hearts. Always be ready to give an answer to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you with humility and reverence. We had uh, visiting speakers once a month that shared on this topic that year. One that struck out to me, actually, was the sermon we had from Jonathan Moore, uh, the son of Scott and Sherry. He shared these principles, actually, about relational gospeling that I thought were helpful. Number one, we want to have a love motivation when we share. Number two, we want to have a boldness, not being afraid of rejection. Number three, authenticity. You share your own experience, right? You can tell stories about what God has done in your life. He said, it's not about reaching heads with truth, but hearts with the one who is true. I really like that. Number four, you have to practice with people, right? In order to to get better at something, you know, you're not gonna be perfect at it right away, but it's, it's more about practicing. And number five, get excited. If there's something that you're more excited about than sharing your faith, then consider fasting that thing, right, if it's if it's uh, kind of getting in the way. So this is what Jonathan Moore shared, and I thought that was helpful. Because our themes don't just go away, but they build on one another, we're doing another gospeling seminar in November, like we did four years ago. And we have some cool special guests, so look out for that. It's in about a month, a couple weeks, actually. In other words, sharing our faith should be an outpouring of avodah, should be an outpouring of worship and loving service, which is this year's theme. The Jewish Year 5782, as you saw, we did relational shalom. So what did we do? We started doing special events at least once a month to come together and fellowship, often with an element of faith encouragement. We've done faith night at the Diamond, go flying squirrels, go nutsy. We did a traditional Jewish morning prayer. We've done uh, duck pin bowling. We did a musical worship night right here in the sanctuary. We did a barbecue and Bible study. We did a tour of another synagogue here in Richmond, and many more, all organized by our awesome administrator, Meggie. Relational Shalom was really a continuation of relational gospeling, as these were and still are opportunities to invite someone to a Tikvot event, where they can experience our community in a friendly setting, right? You could invite someone to a ball game, whereas you might not be able to invite them to you know, a Shabbat morning service, and they can still experience our community and, and have fellowship, and that might be an entryway for, for gospeling. This was two years ago, the relational shalom, and guess what? We're still doing these every month since then. Last year, 5783, we focused on gardening our strengths, And I personally love to meet with our members and regular attendees and process their strengths and spiritual gifts with them. I've been doing this for a while. And if you're a member or you consider this congregation, you can see me after a service if you're interested. And I can uh, get together with you and encourage you in your strengths. We all have spiritual strengths and gifts that the Lord has given us, not just for our own benefit, but to bless others and uh, to give our lives meaning and joy. So if we are sharing our faith in a relational way, relational gospeling, and relating to one another in love, relational shalom, and allowing the Lord to develop our strengths in our calling, then that brings us to this year. The theme for this year, 5784, Avodah, which is, uh what are we saying that that is? Service of the heart, or worship. Here I made a little slide of all the meanings, all possible meanings of Avodah that we're going to focus on this year. So Avodah could be translated as prayer, worship, service, or work. Prayer, when we think of prayer, what do we think of? Not just from the Siddur, the Jewish prayer book, but also could be from the heart. Where can you pray? You can pray alone as you're walking by the way, or, you know, I like to go outside and go for walks and pray or it could be in your house or uh, of course coming together to pray corporately is good and uh, it could be from the liturgy later gao or it could be from uh, just from your from your heart but either way it's still from your heart right because that's that's what prayer is our elder eric gave a great sermon actually about prayer back in august which you can listen to on our podcast or website But one thing he mentioned was how he gradually got used to praying, not just from the siddur, but praying out loud, based on seeing others pray. And he saw in community, and often they would pray things that the Lord put on his heart. And he saw how the Lord connected us, because we're a community. Even when we pray alone, we're still praying as a community. He also, Eric, our elder, encouraged us to pray with humility, intention, obedience and trusting. And in this sermon, I I just thought it was really, really helpful. Sometimes I like to use a siddur and connect with the rhythms of the prayer. There's actually a narrative there. There's a story. And sometimes I like to walk outside and pray. Sometimes I'll use the scripture as an anchor. Like I'll think of one particular scripture, like the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack anything. And I'll just think about that as I go on my way. Rabbi Stuart Dowerman has an excellent book for Messianic Jewish discipleship called Eat This Book. And let me tell you, it is delicious. But Rabbi Stuart has a nice structure that he got from the Siddur which I will now share with you. And this is an excellent book. It's really geared toward Jewish discipleship. But uh, I think there are things in it that if you're not Jewish, you can still find helpful. So it's called Eat This Book. But anyway, this is what he says. Step one, begin by giving thanks for the gift of a new day. Acknowledge your gender and identity. That's at the beginning of of the Siddur. Number two, praise God using scripture, poetry, and song, perhaps with your own words interspersed. That's what is called pasuke de verses of praise. Step three, verbalize your allegiance to God and your desire to follow his will in all of your life. Traditionally, Jewish people do this by reciting the Shema, which we remember, as Scott told us, is not just Shema Yisrael, but it's also the Ve'ahavta part. So, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. So we can say the Shema there or just, you know, show our allegiance, our love and devotion to the Lord. Step four, stand in God's presence. That's the Amidah, the standing prayer, praising him, making requests of him and thanking him. Step five, talk to God about your shortcomings. Remind yourself of his forgiveness and provision and accept these gifts from his hand. This is called tachanun in, in the siddur. It's basically repentance and asking for forgiveness. Step six, you can read a passage of scripture as guidance for today's God-honoring choices and might suggest the Parsha for that week. Whatever we're reading, this week we read you know Genesis 1 to 6 basically. Next week, can follow along in the Parsha, and I think we've sent out a few helpful reading cycles if you're interested in following along and, and perhaps reading the whole Bible this year. And then step seven, transition into your day by speaking out some insight you gained from this exercise. Say a prayer and go meet your day. Do this exercise at least three days a week for two or three weeks. This exercise is already bringing you into step with Jewish prayer. As an added bonus, it can also be done in company with others. You will find that this series of steps strengthens you for a life of prayer. Unquote. So that's from Rabbi Stewart. And I just thought it was helpful. So let's, let's bring back the Avodah theme, please. We, we talked about prayer. We have Avodah as prayer. Avodah is also what? What's the second category? Worship. One of our leaders, Scott, Uh, made a really cool observation during our Sukkot celebration when we were celebrating with the Church of the City here. He was leading the cantorial worship, and he said that we could already start to worship the Lord before the prayers and before the music, that we didn't have to wait, and that worship is something that we bring to the Lord from our hearts. It's not something that we wait for the worship team to do or something that we wait for the lay cantor to do. And I thought that was a really helpful comment. And it reminded me that worship often looks like music and prayers, but more importantly, it is from the heart, right? It's adoring the Lord in our hearts. The Messianic Jewish worship leader, Keith Green, he had a great song that was kind of proclaiming this truth. I read a biography of him and he, he was saying one day, you know, our whole lives should be a prayer. Our whole lives should be worship. And so based on that, realization, he wrote a song called Make My Life a Prayer to You. Raise your hand if you know that. Make my life a prayer to you. I want to do just what you want me to. Yeah. I don't know the whole thing offhand, but yeah, it's a beautiful idea, right? The worth and the glory of the Lord should be our center. That's where we always come back to. It's not just about singing songs and saying prayers, but it's the worth and the glory of the Lord. So it's liturgy, it's music, it's a lifestyle. And interestingly, it's ministering to the Lord. Have you ever thought about that? Our worship ministers to the Lord. It's a a strange concept, isn't it? But that is our priestly calling. When we worship God, we are bringing an offering. We're bringing ourselves. We're bringing a sacrifice of praise. And as a kingdom of priests, Quoting from many sections of the Hebrew Bible, the writer of Hebrews declares this. Through Yeshua, therefore, let us offer God a sacrifice of praise continually, right? That is our priestly ministry. That's our geo. That's our avodah. Okay, let's look back at the themes again. So let's go to service of the heart. Healthy and balanced. Mm, healthy and balanced. This is our ministry. This is how we serve with love our families, our congregations, and the wider Jewish and Christian communities. We serve our husbands and wives. We serve our children. We serve our parents. We serve our community. We serve the city. For Sukkot this year, we had a much bigger celebration than we usually do with churches from all over the city coming and participating with us. And all the members of Tikvot Israel and folks that aren't even members yet, but just love our community, do you know what they did? You all helped us to pull off an event with hundreds of hot dogs, four different worship teams, and prayer for all over the city and the world. So I personally saw your Avodah with my own eyes, and I want to say thank you. I thank God for you. Amen. Our goal is for service in the community though, to be balanced. Everyone has obligations, family, work, other things they have to do. So we wanna make it so that no one is getting burnt out from doing too much, and no one feels disconnected from doing too little, trying to find that good balance of avodah or service. So avodah, what does it mean? Prayer, worship, service of the heart, and finally, Work, work, yes, vocational work. God doesn't give us just employment so we can pay our bills. Our work is part of our worship and service. It's part of our calling. It's part of tikkun olam, the reparation of the world. Some vocational work is paid, but sometimes it's not. But all of it is a calling from God for the flourishing of his creation. And this can change throughout different seasons of our lives. If you're struggling in this area for finding meaningful work or connecting your faith in Yeshua and your work, or you just need encouragement in your calling or finding out what that is, of course, you can talk to me, but there is an amazing ministry that does for lack of a better word, work in this area. And it's called Needle's Eye. Raise your hand if you've heard of Needle's Eye. We had Buddy Childress, the founder of Needle's Eye, come and speak here about a year and a half ago. That is something that Avodah is a part of. It's a part of vocational work. I can come alongside you in that. And there's an entire ministry devoted to that as well. We know that work and worship are in the same word, Avodah, but we also know that the scripture talks about it and explains it. This is from Colossians 3.23. Whatever work you do, put yourself into it as those who are serving not merely other people, but the Lord. In other words, some translations say, we work as unto the Lord. When I was a teacher, I had a boss. I had a principal, but I wasn't just doing my lesson plans and encouraging young people for her sake. Why was I doing it? For the Lord right? And I was doing it for those kids. She would observe me a few times a year, but you know who was always observing me? (laughs) The Lord. (laughs) Yeah. He saw when I was planning my lesson plans, right? He saw when I maybe took a break or whatever I was doing. He saw when I was in there with those kids, encouraging them. He was watching me all the time. We were accountable to the Lord directly, not just to a, a boss. Let's take a look now at this week's Parsha, Bereshit, the most foundational Parsha and my personal favorite, the creation story. And here are two scriptures for this year, and one is from the Psalms and the other is from creation. Serve Adonai with gladness, come before his presence with joyful singing. Let's read that again. Serve Adonai with gladness, come before his presence with joyful singing. Let's do the next one. Then Adonai Elohim took the man and gave him rest in the Garden of Eden in order to cultivate it and watch over it. Both of these have avodah in them. Which word do you think is, is avodah? Cultivate. That's right. Cultivate the garden is avodah the garden. What about the first one? Serve. It's the first word. Okay. Serve Adonai with gladness. And the second one, it's cultivate. The first verse reminds us that serving the Lord, Avodah, is relational and joyful. We sing songs of joy and worship to him. We love the Lord. It's not just, ugh, ugh, I got to work, ugh, I got to pray. You know, that's not it. It's joy. It should come out of joy. And it's relational. The second verse reminds us that our primary job, Avodah, in the garden was to cultivate it, to serve and work and worship before the Lord. Notice that the verse also says that God gave Adam rest in order to do his work. Isn't that interesting? He gave him rest in order to work. You would think that those are contradictory. But the word for rest here shows that God placed him tenderly in the garden because rest brings restoration. And that is what our Avodah should do. The work that Adam was to do was not harsh labor. It was fully redeemed, worship and work and service. Remember, this is before Genesis 3, the big famous mistake when we ate the fruit. There is a redeemed work that has nothing to do with the curse. You hear me on that? There is a redeemed work Avodah, worship, that we do that has nothing to do with the curse. It existed before it, and it can exist now in its full state with the Lord's help. The work that Adam was to do was fully redeemed, and our work and worship is meant to do so as well. I hope you are seeing now a little bit how broad the scope of Avodah is. We worship the Lord, we serve the Lord, we pray to the Lord, and we work as unto the Lord in basically everything we do. But it's joy. It's joyful service. Laundry, Avodah. Dishes, service of the heart. Taking care of your pets or your children, Avodah. Praying, service of the heart. Singing a song to the Lord, Avodah. The only things that we do that are not avodah is sin. Like idolatry or hurting someone. But everything else is avodah. It's all under God's domain. It's not like we go to synagogue to worship for a few hours on Shabbat. And then our jobs have nothing to do with that. All of our lives is under the mandate from Genesis. It shows us that all of our work and all of our worship and all of our service are all one word, avodah. They're all service of the heart and they're all before and unto the Lord. I've spoken about this before, but we remember that Adam and Eve were like the first priests. Avodah is actually a priestly term. It was a word used for ministering to the Lord, performing the sacrifices and interceding for the rest of Israel. All of humanity after Adam and Eve, are priests. All of Israel are a royal priesthood. All followers of Yeshua are priests, doing avodah ministry unto the Lord. Presumably, some of the people in this room are following Yeshua, or possibly Jewish, or possibly human. So if you're in one of those categories, please raise your hand. Okay, I see some of you not raising your hand. I don't know what's what's up with that. We have some AI people here. So you're all priests. So what does that mean? One way to think about it is that a priest is a mediator between God and others. So the priest turns to God and pleads for the people, for their forgiveness, for their blessing and healing. And then the priest provides a sacrifice. And the priest prays for those that are far from God, that they would repent and draw near. When God looks at the priest's face, what does he see? He sees the face of those people. And then when the priest turns to the people, what does he communicate? He communicates the love of God. I would say that in the Messianic kingdom today, the priest would be communicating the gospel. The story of Yeshua's love, his teaching, and his kingship and the rescuing that we experience by trusting in his death and resurrection. When people look at the priest's face, what do they see? They see the face of God. The priest represents the people to God, and he represents God to the people. God has asked all of us, if we are either human or Jewish or followers of Yeshua, to do this. And according to Ephesians 4, God has called certain of us to, let's say, lead the way in this, to be forerunners in praying for those that are far from God and communicating the gospel to the Jew first, but also to the nations. And those people, I would say, have the office of evangelist or gospeler, as I like to say. But we're all called to do it. Therefore, there is a link between gospeling evangelizing, and avodah, which is why we have gone from relational gospeling and added relational shalom and gardening our strengths to where we are today, avodah, service of the heart. If we are a kingdom of priests, then our primary avodah, ministering, worship, work, service, is to the Lord. Yes, we need to just do things every day, but we should endeavor to work as unto God to do the laundry with him, feed our pets before the Lord, to teach our students or care for our family members for the Lord's sake. One way to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness is to be aware of God's presence in our every good endeavor. This will also help us not to do avodah zara, to do strange idolatrous worship because we're focusing on what he has called us to do and we're not making something else more important than God, and we're not hurting those that we have been called to bless. This avodah, this service of the heart, is an expression of love for God and others. Avodah is a loving response of God's love for us that we do in joy and faithfulness. Everything we do matters. Everything we say, everything we build Everything we set our hands to, everything we offer up matters. So let's work and pray and serve and minister as unto the Lord. Remember the word related to avodah for servant? It's eved, eved, we're his servants in joy. If we serve as unto the Lord, we will hear what the master said to the servant, who used his gifts well. This is from Matthew 25. His master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant, Eved. You were faithful with a little, so I'll put you in charge of much. Enter into your master's joy. That's what it is. It's entering into his joy through faithful Avodah. Avinu. Malkanu, our father and our king, we thank you that you've made us sons and daughters and you've made us servants and you've made us with meaningful work to do and meaningful service and meaningful prayers that we can minister to you. We can minister before you. We can use the siddur, We can pray in our hearts and we can serve those that you've put in our lives, Lord. And it's an awesome mantle and a beautiful responsibility. And we ask for your help to do it with joy and to do it with love, to do avodah as service of the heart. Bashim Yeshua. In the name of Yeshua, the suffering servant. Amen.